This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it as we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Welcome to Consignment Heroes. I'm here with my dad, and we're here to do a show about if you have any questions about jewelry, art, old china, silver plate, comics, vintage video games, pre-war, post-war memorabilia, records, basically anything that's in your basement that you have any questions about, I think my dad's here to answer some of those questions, but our number here in the GTA is 416-360-0740, and the toll-free number in Ontario is 1-866-740-4740. I think you should say that number a little slower for people. <laughs> okay. For, this is so, not a race, Bogart. Okay, so for the GTA is 416-360-0740, and the toll-free number is one 866 740-4740. And we're live right now, so you can call in and ask us anything. We'll ask my dad mostly some stuff around here. Okay. I have to uh, ask forgiveness from our uh, listening audience from, uh, from last week's show because someone called in about a DFC cross uh, uh, medal, and I gave it a short shift at the time. I thought it might have been uh, – I just thought it was efficiency, and I was gone to the – I just thought it was a normal um, – a normal World War II medal. Unfortunately, this medal, I gave the, the wrong information out. Wait, which medal was this again? This was a Distinguished Flying Cross medal. They're actually very rare. And this medal was worth, I said maybe $25, $30 that we don't, um, I thought you said efficiency medal. Mm. So uh, this medal is probably worth $1,500 to $2,000 in, by itself and up to 3000 to 5000 if it's with a group oh. and some of the other medals. Hold on, what makes this have so much value? Because this is a special medal, and it, it can even go higher depending on what the person got the medal for. If it was from, say, the, from the Dam Busters or some the U-2 missions or anything over, over uh, Europe, certain missions, if he got the Distinguished Flying Cross a medal, he would get, uh, it, like I say, it could be up to $5,000 plus. So I just want to make sure that I uh, correct myself from last week. I gave the wrong information. And I don't like to do that. It was actually a couple of friends of mine who listened to the show afterwards said, Paul, did you realize what she said? And I went back into the show and actually listened to it on a podcast. We're on a podcast. People can go to Zuma Radio and they can hear old shows that we've done here. And they can find out if I was right. Okay. You can go to AM Radio. You go to the, the website for um, 
740 AM radio. They have a website. It'll have podcasts. And Bogart and you, Bogart and myself will be on there. Every show has been podcast. Well, you just admitted you're wrong. That's honorable. You should get a medal yes. for that. No, it's just, it, it was more that I was in a hurry. Sometimes when you're on radio here, everything goes so fast. And I sometimes I don't hear as good as I should be. I'm getting older, right? Okay, well, I'm not surprised. Okay, so uh, how, how did the week go? Because I didn't really see you that much. Oh, no, we had um, a great week. Oh, no, you were working, clearing out a house. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did it from house right down to what we call swept cling. It's, and it's ready to be sold um, or demolished or whatever they're going to do with the house. That's one of the services we offer. Another one I went to, I went to a house this week. And no, it's more of a, a condo. And, um, and this is why it's important that people write their stories. When they have, if you're going to hand something down to your grandkids or you're going to hand it down to your relatives, in this house, there was a, I'm not giving away anything here, there was a, a blanket box that was, on the top of it was a, a layer of rocks. Now, mm-hmm. this blanket box is about four feet, five feet long, three feet up, and two feet deep. And under six inches of uh, rocks, there was, the rest of it was silver coins. So there were silver coins under rocks? Yes, but it was what just, gave you, like, why did you search under rocks? No, I was just opening up because I'm, when we go and we do appraisals for people, we have to go and we have to appraise the entire house. So the rocks, I figure, was worth $1,000. So you're opening vents and bringing a metal detector to the walls. Oh, yeah, we do everything. We, if there's value in this house, we will find it, okay? But it was just an amazing story. There's probably going to be twenty dollars to $30,000 worth of silver in this, t- in this um, blanket box, which is no longer being used for, being, for blankets. But on also, I should say, we're going to be doing later on in this show, we're going to be we're going to be doing we do a segment, Bogart and I do a segment called For What It's Worth on YouTube. And we just talk for about one minute. We'll take an item. uh, We'll say what it will. We'll picture it. So you can go on on your computer and it'll have a picture and then we'll talk and give a value of that item and what things to look for. We've got about 20 done so far, but we're going to add five to ten a week. We'll be covering things like when we talk about those cups and saucers worth all the money, we will have pictures of those and we will be talking about that. When we talk about coins or comics or how to grade conditions, it'll be more of a, just an information site for when people say, oh, I heard about this in the radio, and then we're going to be able to show them what we're talking about in the radio on on. Okay, so you're saying that's YouTube, basically YouTube, and they say for what it's worth. That's what you type in, yeah. and you're going to pop up. I'm going to pop up, and you're going to pop up. Both of us are going to pop up. Well, I know, but I'm saying that site's what's going to pop up. Okay, so uh, going back to the phone lines in the GTA, it's 416-360-0740. Again, that's 416-360-0740. The toll-free number in Ontario is one 866 If you have any questions about any type of items that you have in your house, you have no idea what it's worth or anything like that, give us a call, and we'll get in, right into it. So uh, we're going to go to the first caller, uh, Dave and Ajax. Hello. Hey, Dave. How's it going? How are you doing? Oh, pretty good. Um, good. I've got a question for you. You had a caller call in about a month and a half, two months ago, about a German World War II cap, and he was wondering how much it was worth. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, anyways, and he didn't know what it was called. I think it, I believe it's called a wedge. Okay. And um, I have one, but there's no labels in mine, and I know it's authentic. Okay. Um, um, and I was just wondering if you had an answer for him uh, about how much it was worth. No, I'm trying to get, um, but I'm trying, he's so busy. I have a friend of mine, a military expert, 
Yeah. We're going to – what we're going to do is we're going to bring uh, – he's going to correct me on the medal last week. He said, Paul, you, okay. have to, you have to make this right. I'm going to bring him in for about a half hour, 15 minute to a half hour segment once about once a month. Yeah. And he, I'm going to advertise that people can call in about military questions because there's a lot of military stuff out there. And as I know stuff on coins, comics, and I know right off the top of my head, right. he's, he's as much an expert with the military. And um, I'll wait, if you wait a couple of weeks, um, wait for when he's calling, when we have the military expert on there, you'll be able to call through, ask your question, and we can go from there. How's that? That's or you can good. send me a picture. If you're really in a hurry, you can send me a picture to our website, which is sales at Toronto Gold Silver, all one word. And um, I'll look at the picture and I can forward it on to him and I can get you the answer right away. Okay, I'll have to get my son to take a picture. <laughs> well, I know, I know what's, I know it's hard. It's, it'll take. I'll have to get my son to get it off the internet. How's that? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're even. <laughs> okay, thank, that sounds good. Thank you for the call. All right, thanks okay, for the. Thank you. Uh, we're gonna get back to the phone lines right after this break. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. In studio, Paul Kenny and his son, Bogart Kenny. You know them from Storage Wars Canada and A&E's Northern Treasures. Yeah, 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 I'm late. Okay. I'm late, but I'm here. That's the point. How you doing, guys? Good. Fantastic. You're watching... Our uh, next call... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was saying you're late because you're up late at night uh, watching uh, Storage Wars uh, reruns. Is that what has happened? Yeah, that's... No, definitely the McGregor fight with Floyd Mayweather. Did you guys watch that fight? Yeah, of course. It was fantastic. It was way better than the Pacquiao fight. It was great. Fight. <laughs> oh, m- miles better. Yeah. Uh, but boxing memorabilia is probably worth a little less today because I think that might have been it for the big, big, big fights in the world of boxing. Gary in Acton has an item he'd like an assessment on. Gary, how are you? What do you got? Not too bad. Uh, I have a, um, a, a brooch, uh, and it's, uh, the f- there's an elephant in the middle of it, and the face is covered with diamonds, and there's a couple of rubies for the eyes, and it says, I like Ike. Oh, that would be political. Yeah. Um, should they diamonds, or they'd be just glass? Well, I, they could be glass. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to tell you a little trick that we use. Um, if you've got this, if you can put the, the brooch to your lips, I mean, this sounds gross, but what? if you put the brooch to your lips, a stone will be cold and glass will be room temperature. And that's how I actually, if I have to tell you... If well, I hold to, on, you're serious. I'm serious. What here. if it just came out of the fridge? 
Okay, no. Are they going to be big enough to detect that? No, they might not. But this being a brooch like this is probably going to be, they're probably going to be glass. It's probably going to be something, unless someone made it up after the fight, after the, um, the election, as a memento made out of gold. It, it'll probably be worth, be, I like Ike, it's probably about $40, $50 yep. in that area. I, I don't think it. I don't think it's made out of gold. I think yeah. it's just copper and uh, and maybe nickel. And the stones. So it's a political glass. collectible. And, yeah. and the stones are actually the area is too small to tell whether they're hot or cold. Oh, okay. I just it's just one of those things. That, it sounds weird. I do that, but it's uh, it's how I test stuff right away. Um, I mean, let, you make out with it. That's what you're yeah. telling us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be it, like. Uh, the celluloid buttons are worth more, but yours being made out of metal, if all the stones are there and it's in really good shape, 30 to $50. Celluloid will go for a bit more because it breaks down and most people threw them away. Yours uh-huh. is made out of metal, and metal lasts a bit better. Okay? Right. But still, yeah, it's a cool piece. Yeah, Thanks no. for your call, man. Our Thanks. next caller is Hilda in Scarborough. Hilda, how are you and what do you have? I have a Harper's Bazaar magazine. Yeah. From 1892. Really? Okay. And how what kind of shape is it? All the pages there? It's it's intact. Actually, I have two of them. One from 1892 and one from 1894. It's intact. It almost looks like the size of a of a Sun newspaper. Yep. Yeah, they're big back then. And it's fantastic. And it was like a little newspaper. Got all the ads in there, and it has all the patterns for the the dresses. You know, with the buffons at the back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just wondering what they're worth. The individual ads off it are probably worth more than the entire magazine because the entire magazine usually sells for about twenty, thirty dollars. And what people take these and then they break. What they'll do is they'll they'll break them as we call it. Like they'll do with an old atlas. They'll take all mm-hmm. the maps out. Individually, a map atlas can be worth two hundred dollars. The maps in it are worth three thousand. And what people do is what? They take, yeah, wow. I, I had one this week. I had um, similar to this, but it's. Um, it was a 1902 um, atlas, and the maps in it are worth, they'll sell for $50, $100, each, and it's the maps of the world. So people will take this old magazine, they'll, if, and they'll take all the maps, frame them up, and sell them in for, for peop, put, to put on people's walls. Like when Bogey gets his new condo, he's going to de- decorate with Harper's Bazaar pictures. Yeah, that's the first thing that comes to mind. But people but intact, it's not worth much? Thirty, forty dollars, and because there are a lot of them, yeah. And 1892 it might be the the Colombian. Um, there was one that was given out at the World's Fair at that time, and there was a lot of them given away. And anything that said World's Fair and says uh, 1892 or 1893 was people saved it like more so than they would if the 1894 magazine. They wouldn't save it because that's just 1894. The other one was Colombian Exposition. The same thing with the way we save stuff from 1967. You know, it's, okay. everyone saves it. The last telegram. It's still nice. There's nothing wrong with it. Great reading. And um, prices have gone up since then. If you look at some of the advertising, how's that? Okay? Sounds good. Now, one more question, if I may. Uh-huh. I have some Corby cars from 1970. They're all metal, made in Britain. And I have the original Batman with the with the figurine and one from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yep. Ooh. Uh, I also have the yellow submarine from the Beatles, and it said at the bottom, the Beatles. And these are all the Corgi. Do you have the boxes with them? No. Oh, okay. Wait, stop. What's the brand? What are we talking about Corgi. exactly? Corgi was Corgi. A, Corgi was like Lesney or um, Dinky Toys. 
and yeah. Matchbox. It was one of and those kind heavy yeah. metal. They're all metal. Yeah. There's nothing plastic. Is this from Europe? No, it's from England. That's Britain. Europe. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that was a trick question. Okay, so not anymore. But have you heard of Brexit? Uh, right, yes, yes. Um, the Batman by itself in the box is probably worth about $100, $150, depending on the wow. shape of the box. Now, that means no scratches, no dents, no anything on it. Yellow Submarine, I haven't seen in a while. Um, gonna... That thing is so heavy. It's a little thing, but it is so heavy. Yeah. My son played with them, so... Okay, I'm trying to... Oh, no, he played with them. No, you don't have the boxes then, eh? I don't have the boxes, no. I was not a collector. I just kept these things just from nostalgia. Now I'm figuring that they're probably worth a bit of money. Yeah, yeah. No, on these things here, they are worth... They'll probably... If they're all just normally um, played with condition, you might have 50 to to $100 worth of stuff, you know? Hey, not bad. Now, do you have the comic books to go with them? No, I don't. I threw those up. I can only keep so many things. Uh, he didn't want to take them with him. Did your garbage no. man pay you a lot of money for those comics? <laughs> no, just, no. I don't know what he did with them. I think he threw them out. Uh, we just bought a collection this week, and we spent over se almost $17,000 on a collection of comics from the 60s. 17000 Yes. That's crazy. Oh, my God. That's no, crazy. But, no, it was nice stuff, and it's, it'll be a lot of work. It's time period when I was collecting, but the gentleman kept them in extremely good condition, extremely good condition, and um, individually we will sell them off. We don't sell as a collection; we will sell them off individually. But that I consider being seventeen thousand is much more than the garbage man would have given you for them. Yeah, probably. And Speaking of which, do garbage collectors come in? Do they have a lot of stuff? Do they ever find anything interesting? Bring oh, it yeah. to your store. People who really people who wreck houses and who tear down houses will come in all the time. With, yeah, uh, demolition crews. Yeah, I know they end up with a lot of great stuff. Yeah, and people leave the darn... Like I say, I want to go to people's basements. Um, the best stuff is sometimes the basement. Things have been forgotten about over the last couple of years, and they, or it's been sitting there for 40 years, and uh, no one has uh, looked at it, and they don't think it's got any value, and that's where some of the best value is. And this is why we have this show. We try and... Sometimes we'll talk about different things. We're trying to tweak someone's interest. If, if there's comics, there's records, there's costume jewelry, the old cups and saucers. But it's things they don't think about. Everyone knows that their, their gold bar is worth money or their uh, Picasso on the wall. It's the other collectibles and ephemera that will always surprise Yeah, the, the overlooked stuff. And many times on the show, you, you'll say, right now it's costume jewelry. You say yeah. people are used to throwing out their costume jewelry. Don't bring it to the store. And by the way, if you're just tuning in, uh, Paul and Bogart have a store. It's located at 10,341 Young Street in Richmond Hill. That's 10,341 Young Street in Richmond Hill. That's on Young, just north of Major McKenzie in a strip mall. You'll see the store. It has their, their faces on the exterior sign. If mm -hmm. you have a question about an item you think might have some value, but you're not sure about, maybe it's a, you've never heard anyone talking about it as a collector's market. Maybe it's a band of rubber bands, who knows, or a ball of rubber bands. You can call in and get a free assessment. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart Kenny have made a fortune and found fame dealing in other people's stuff. More specifically, identifying value where other people's didn't see any. And if you have an, uh, an item that you'd like an assessment of, you can call this show right now, 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. 
And you can visit their store at 10,341 Young Street. The number for the store, and you can call them during regular working hours, 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-GOLD. When I hear about vintage toys, I know we've got the Christie auction coming right up. Yep. Vintage toys is a huge draw there. Yeah. The Christie Antique Show is on uh, September 9th. And we're going to have someone, uh, we're going to have an interview with one of the organizers next week on this show here. But September 9th on Highway 5, just west of Highway 6, outside of Hamilton. It's worth the trip. It's worth the trip. And there will be all sorts of dinky toys there. There will be all sorts of toys, everything from the small little dinky toys and thimbles right up to uh, uh, 4,000-pound doors and stuff like this. People will have everything that you can possibly imagine if you're decorating your house there. And come rain or shine, it's going to be there. It's 100 of the best dealers on about 10 acres of land. And it is world-renowned. People will come from all over the world to go to this show to buy some of the treasures that people find in Ontario. Because we don't realize mm. how much, how what a rich heritage we have in Toronto and what stuff we have. This has always been a very rich town in Toronto and Hamilton. There's always been money here. And people All right, well, let's stuff. dig up some... Yeah. Let's dig up some more value. Linda from Toronto's got some coins she's curious about. Linda, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing, gentlemen? Good. Fantastic. Pretty good. What do you got? Um, okay, I have a, a coin that I've had for a while. It's a 1944 um, five-cent piece. Okay, with a V on it, right? Uh, yes, absolutely. In chrome or in tomback? I'm not really sure. Is it brown or is it silver looking? It's silver. Okay, that'll be the chrome one. And because it had the B on it and everyone was so happy just near the end of the war and people were, because it had, didn't have the beaver on it, people put them away in droves. It's not unusual for someone to bring in two, 300 of those into our store. And because of that, they don't have a ton of money. They're worth, in perfect, absolute gem mint condition, right out of the mint, no one's ever touched it. We, they sell for around $90 if it's an MS-65. But in your general off the... Something you found in your purse, it's a quarter. Oh, okay. But it's still nice because it, it brings back memories and stuff like that. You know, and it's, but it's like they have to be perfect. Now, the silver coins out of that time period are worth a lot more, but a nickel, and you know what's interesting about that is not made out of nickel. During the war, nickel's um, uh, a metal they needed for the war effort, and they changed the composition of them from nickel to steel, and then they put the chrome around to make them look a little nicer. But underneath that, that underneath that chrome, there is going to be steel okay. instead of nickel, and they just changed it. And, and but everyone thought, oh, this is going to be collectible because it's different. That is the absolute opposite to what normally happens. It's like when everyone collects the 1967, 1967 um, paper dollars. Yes. They sell for four or five dollars. We buy them for one seventy-five. People, will, it's not unusual again for someone to come in with two, three hundred of them and say, "Here, I saved these all this time." And I say, "Well, this is what they're worth today." And I said, "If you want to buy them, here they are for sale. If you want to sell them, here they are." We just work on a small margin on that kind of stuff. But your other stuff could be worth a lot more. How's yes. that? Well, the other one I have it is a five cent piece, and it's uh, from nineteen eleven. Okay, you missed it by by ten years. The 1921, what? okay, ah. the 1921 five-cent piece is worth approximately, in bad, really terrible condition, $5,000. In oh. nice shape, it's worth about $60,000. Your 1911 is worth about 
$2. What? You would think the older one would be worth more money. See, that's it's not always That probably age. felt like a punch in the belly to Linda. You tell her $5,000, you take her down to, what did you say, 2 bucks. I'm sorry, but I'm I'm not I'm I'm trying to be honest. I'd rather them not come all the way out to my store and look for the five thousand. We actually sold one that had um, a, a little dent in it, and we sold it for forty five hundred dollars, a nineteen twenty one uh, five cent piece. They are rare, but people are willing. To, age is not always. It's always you have to have collectors. You have to have more people want something that are willing to sell it, and that's what right. determines the price. Yeah, Linda, cool. thanks for your phone call. Okay. We're going to move on to Hal and Kitchener. Hal, how are you, and what do you got? Hey, I'm not too bad, gentlemen. I listened to your show once in a while, and I was cleaning up my garage, and guess what I found? I Ooh, don't know if I can be pronounce this correctly, but it's a Bundeschuklist Deutschland. What? <laughs> Sounds like a German <laughs> coin. Bundeschuklist Stuttland. Bunder, Bunder, it's a German thing. Uh, what was it, an old beer bottle? What are you talking about? No, no, a coin. Oh, oh. oh okay, okay. What year is on it? Uh, 1950. Oh, okay. Um, it's a 10-piece, it's a ten, ten though, whatever it is. Are you sure it's and German? And I think it says Pennington or something like that. Uh, Penning? Penningjing uh, uh, or something okay. on uh, the uh, one side. Sir, I hope you found a camera in your uh, garage as well because you're going to have to send me a picture. And it has <laughs> pictures all over it of... I'd have to see oak it. leaves and stuff. I'd like do to you see. live? Do you live in a 17th century castle in southern Ontario that we don't know about? Don't what is this house? Ha- Look, I found this on the floor in the corner. I haven't vacuumed my garage in about 35 or 40 years. <laughs> okay. And all of a sudden, I decided to clean it up, and I found a few quarters, Canadian dollar, uh, Canadian quarters. Are they before coin. 1966? I'm sorry. Are the quarters before 1966? Oh no 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 no! They're current. They're current. Okay okay, because I want, I want to point out that a lot of people. I saw. I was in yesterday. I was in the United States, and the guy was bringing silver fifty cent pieces and quarters into the bank. It was almost I couldn't say anything. Well, I'm just getting twenty five cents for them. And he was getting the twenty five. What do you mean? You were just in bank in the bank watching him do this. You never got a chance to. <laughs> that's hey, a little, hey, little that's worth a ton of money. I know, and it was almost. And the bank said, not only that, but the bank says we're not going to give you your money for two weeks, sir. We have to count it. Oh my! Not God. that they're going to give him extra oh, money come for on. it. I swear to God, this happened. But I want to talk to our smart, much smarter Canadian listeners here that. Silver oh, coins okay. before 1966 are worth approximately, uh, I think, 250 each, 265 each for one each quarter. So if you have 100 quarters, you can figure do the math from there. So it's about 11 dollars per dollar. So if you have 10 dimes and before 1966, we pay you 11 dollars. If you've got quarters, there's the same amount of silver in 10 dimes as in four quarters as in one silver dollar, and that's what we pay. <laughs> So this person was getting a dollar for dollar. Now, he was getting an American dollar for his dollar, but he was still trading it in for what he should have been getting $14 for. Because well, some people just don't know better. No, they this guy. Yeah, they don't understand the that. difference between face value yeah. and precious metal yeah. value. Yeah, You can't say it was just Americans doing that because I know Canadians do that too. I know, but that's what I'm trying to say. That's what our show, we're trying to help people out. If you've got this older stuff, please at least ask me before you take it to the bank. We might send it to the bank. We'll just tell you to here, bring bring it over there. But I want you to call, at least to call us and find out. We so do not mind that. You're basically telling people that even before they go to the washroom, they got to check in with you. Sorry, that's basically what you're saying. I didn't want to put it that way, but but I don't want this week. We're only available in our store Monday and Tuesday because Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday we're going to be down at the Fan Expo. Remember we were talking about that's the one down at the convention center. Oh this yeah, this is the big one. A hundred. It came up really fast. 
Uh, there's going to be 130,000 people there. Tim Curry's going to be there. Uh, all the people from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Meatloaf is going to be there. And this is, like I said, they won't be performing, but you'll be able to see them go up, shake their hand, get an autograph, even talk to them, even ask a dumb question, ask a smart question. But you'll be able to talk to them in a way that you can't at other, ex- at other things. There, I think they have certain things that question and answer periods. They charge for a lot of stuff, but it's worth it. It's once-in-a-lifetime stuff. If you are a fan, this should be on your bucket list. You should be going in, taking, going to this show. Um, there is long, there is lineups for it, but the seven hundred thousand square feet of comics, pop art, movie stuff, movie memorabilia. Um, I don't know how to explain it. And without seeing it, there you got to see. Yeah, it's a huge show. Star Trek, huge Star show. Wars. Anything that's happened in the last 40 years in, on TV or in, in pop culture is going to be represented at this show. And it's, we're going to be part of it. We're going to be giving away billions of dollars. I didn't bring one in today. But Bogart and I, you've come by our booth. We're right inside the, the downstairs in the, in the big room. Uh, we will be giving away billions of dollars. All you can do is ask and say that you heard us on Zoomer Radio, Zoomer 740, and you'll get a picture and uh, $500 million dollars. See, we can buy our friends. How's that? Oh, my God. That's not a way so to you are it. handing out paper money. We are pay- we're going to pay $500 million, no, $500,000 for people who come in and say they heard us See, on Zoomer not, Radio. They may not want to come anymore. It's only $500,000. Okay, you're right. You're right. Sorry. You're listening to Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. If you have a rare item that you'd like an assessment of, you can give us a call right now. Our number is 416-360-0740. Maybe you're spending Sunday just sort of cleaning out your garage or basement. You stumble across something you think might be interesting. Well, we have two experts in studio who can give you an idea of what rare and, uh, I guess, emerging collector markets will give you for some of this stuff. You might think it's totally worthless. You might think the comic section of the uh, Toronto Star from 1942 might not have any value. Guess what? It might be worth a fortune. You have to call to find out in many cases. Our number, 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. If you're out of town, it's toll-free. The number is 1-866-740-4740. That's one 1- 866-744-740. Um, the other thing I was going to say, so you've got the Christie auction coming up. You've got the Fan Expo at the Convention Center. And Southworks has just moved as well. Are you, yep. are you there as well? Can people find your, your more uh, rarer collectibles there? No, we have a booth there, and we have some stuff there. But it's, it's moved to 73 Water Street, and it's been a long thing to moving. They've moved to 30,000 square feet, and they moved to 200 feet or 300 feet. They moved it just down the street to 73 Water Street. Um, it's filled with antiques. It's, uh, it's not like a field show. It's stuff that's been more prepared. It's all clean. It's all hoity-toity. Um, at the field show, <laughs> you're gonna, if, after you take the stuff home, you might have to do a bit of cleaning on some of the stuff at Christie. But I believe that people should be out there. I think on September 9th, you go to, uh, I would make it as a, a just sit, leave the house at 8 o'clock in the morning, and tell your kids you're not getting back until mi- uh, until six o'clock that night. You go to Southworks. You go to my friend at Clappison's Corners, and you go up to the Christie Antique Show. And if you can't find what you're looking for between those three places, you must be looking for like uh, an elephant out of 1910 or something that's alive still. Like, I mean, it's impossible to find. Like they have everything you could possibly want for decorating your house. Bogart's even calls be- about coins today. I wanted to make the distinction: coins 
Canadian and American money before 1967. It has lots of silver content in it. That's why it's worth more than its face value. More recently, in Canada, we got rid of the penny, and that's because, what was the story there? It cost four cents of copper to make a penny, so that's why we got rid of that, because it didn't make sense. What was the story with the nickel? You're saying there was a nickel shortage? Was it nickel-plated bullets? What was the demand for nickel? Nickel We changed our nickel. Strategic metal, and that's happened in World War II, and uh, they... they need, needed the nickel, and in fact, in the United States, they used silver in their nickels rather than nickel. That's how much they needed the nickel rather than silver. In Canada, but we what, just— What was the big press for for the nickel material, though? It must have been used in bombs or bullets. or I'm not— Bullet, yeah, yeah. I know if something's old, I know what it's worth, but how it got to be worth that, sometimes I don't know. In this case here— <laughs> How it I'm became not... rare, yeah, yeah. How we... uh, El- Elaine from Mississauga is our next caller. El- Elaine, how are you? Hello, I'm fine, thank you. How can I What help do you, you? have? Um, I have cups and saucers. Okay. Um, one is called Ainsley. Yep. Uh, one is called American Beauty. That'll be uh, Royal Albert. Now, what do you have to do with your cups and saucers here? And we're going to be doing something on our, um, on our YouTube uh, for what it's worth. In not this week, but in the, in the coming upcoming two weeks, we are going to be giving examples of the good cups and saucers, and the not and the ones that are not so good. Okay. Okay. But you can still bring them into our shop. But we're also, for what it's worth, we know that we're getting so many questions, and it's hard for me to describe. But it, the more white that's on the cup and saucer, the worse it is. The more gold and flowers that are on it, the better it is. I saw one this week that I know is going to sell for between four and five hundred dollars. Okay. Lots of gold, lots of flowers, and cup. no white. I know for one cup. They had a china set there that I said, I can give you $100. It's worth $100. I didn't even want to buy it. It's worth $100. And they paid a lot of money. It was a Wedgwood set. And I said, it just doesn't sell anymore. And I said, this here cup and saucer is worth four, is worth four times what that whole set of 12 uh, china's worth. Okay. And yeah, sometimes Elaine, you've called the right guy. Paul is very passionate about cups and saucers. Mm-hmm. Now, this is Ainsley, though. It must be worth something, no? Oh, no. Ainsley, if it's got lots of gold, lots of flowers, if it's it signed. Does have. It Pardon? Does. does it sign? Now, there'll be a little signature on it saying Bailey or Jones or Brunt. Um, Bailey's usually the best. If it's got flowers on it rather than fruit, um, they go for about, if it's uh, $100. Uh, I have to see them. It is actually a judgment call. It's almost like, uh, yeah, it's not not one specific model. I have to see how the how it was drawn and and Paragon's the other one, double Paragon marks. Mm-hmm. And we're going to, like I said, we're going to do a, a probably a run of uh, YouTube on just the good cups and sauces, so people don't get taken. We do, it's part of our thing. We don't. We want, we the more you sell something through us, the more you make and the more we make. But I I get mad sometimes when I hear that someone sold a four hundred dollar cup and saucer for five dollars because somebody came into their house and told them it was worth nothing. Could I tell you mm. um, something about the other two or three? It's One. better if you send me pictures because oh. you're I I I appreciate Wait, you trying Elaine, to describe. You sounded defeated there. Is, is okay, pictures not go ahead. possible? Pardon. Hello. You sounded defeated. I'm just wondering, can you get pictures to him, or is that is it easier for you to do it on the phone? Uh, well, it's easier to do it on the phone. Okay, we might as well tell him really quickly. Go ahead. Sutherland, China, with a number 2534. No. Queen Anne, with a number 1644 and 642. Queen Anne is not a very good, it's just, it was sold in variety stores and stuff oh, like okay. that. And your best one is going to be Ainsley, Paragon, uh, Minton, Coalport. 
Um, one I person. I have Colport too. I didn't write them all down. That's why you have to bring them. If you bring them oh. in, I'll, I can go over them in a couple seconds. Okay. Then. I'm pretty good at it. Okay, but you do have some valuable cups and saucers there for sure. Oh. Um, our next caller is going to be Bruce calling from West Hill, and he's got what he thinks could be a rare silver dollar. Bruce, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Bruce, good to I'm have here. you here. Tell can us you about what you? you got. I can hear you. Yep. Uh, okay, uh, now, I want to, to say right off the bat, I don't want to say that uh, the person who gave you this coin was a jerk or something like that. <clears throat> Okay. What? What? What's going on? Uh, go ahead, Bruce. Yeah, we can help you. I will help yeah. you as best I can. How's it going? Tell All me right. what you need. Well, I was born in '47. Yep. And uh, my brother, who's deceased, and I just lost my older sister yesterday. As a matter of fact. Sorry to hear that. Oh my goodness. Sorry to hear that. Anyhow, forty-eight uh, um, silver dollar, and he inscribed <laughs> scratch in it to Bruce Love. Oh. But it's a pristine shape. You still, you might get some, okay, a 48 silver dollar in um, fine conditions worth about $1,000. In um, What? Yeah. In, um, the writing's really going to hurt this. I have to see the writing on it. But even a 48 in um, what we call un, almost uncirculated conditions worth about $1,800. And people are always after. They only made about 35,000 of these. And people always need this in their collection. Like even this week, a person walked in. We'd sold three in the last couple of weeks. And someone come in this week and asked, do you have a 48 silver dollar? They're always asking for it. It's always in demand. Um, even the 47s are in demand. But um, in I'd have to see this and see how bad the writing is. But it still might be worth three, four, five hundred dollars, okay? I don't know without seeing it, but I know in just average conditions worth a thousand. Okay. Bruce, did you know any of that? I would have guessed like eleven I, bucks. No, I did know, but you know the part that's why I tried to clarify before I spoke to you. Uh, I, 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 it, you gotta understand my older brother, I love him with uh, yep. love him with all my heart. And uh, right off the bat, people say, oh, what an asshole to do that. Excuse my expression. No, no, no. It's just, hey, we're, you know something? Kids play with toys. That's how it is in this world. And we can't get mad at them for having fun. I'll never get any mad. I will no, never get mad at someone for having I, fun. I, I'm not mad at him. I, yeah. But I don't want other people to say that. No, no, no. Who would have thought that it was worth this? You know, no, he loves you. He wanted to inscribe a coin, yeah. a valuable coin. I mean, that's a nice gift for sure. You know. And to have a self-daughter to give his baby brother was really something special. Back in 48, that was something. Like I say, come on in, and if you want it, and I can give you, I can find out how much it's worth, at least tell you that. I don't mind doing that in a New York second. It'll only take me a minute, and I can help you. And if you want to sell it or don't want to sell it, don't feel obliged, and just uh, let's go find out uh, what it's worth, okay? So and there a might rare be some inscription on a very valuable coin. That is a weird one. We've never had that before. Yeah. Uh, Irv from Toronto with a set of stamps that he's curious about. Irv, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you guys? Fantastic. Pretty good. What do you have exactly? When I was a kid, I used to collect stamps. My specialty was collecting United Nations stamps. Okay. So I have every stamp from about 1950 up until the 70s that the United Nations put out. 
in mint condition. Okay, I think the United Nations started in '46. Generally, stamps before the World War II are more valuable than ones after the war. You have to bring. Uh, we have a guy who does our stamps for us. It's um, as I say, I'm not. I don't know everything, but I know people who do know everything. And we have a stamp expert who comes in once every two, three weeks, and we'll, we'll evaluate the stamps for people whether they want to sell them or insure them. And I use him. He's honest and uh, he's reliable. But I can't. I'm not good. It's just giving you some advice. If you're close by, it's worth the trip. But generally, ones before the war are better, and postcards before World War One are even better. Again, how's that? Okay. Well, unfortunately, the, the United Nations didn't exist before the war. I know. No, they started <laughs> yeah. in '46. No, no, I know right. that for yeah. that reason. Yeah. 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 So yeah, but I'm just no. I was just I'm trying to give other information because other listeners out there don't have United Nations stamps. They have other stamps. I'm trying to cover a lot of ground with one sentence here. How am I doing? Yeah, you, you say the same thing with postcards, right? Postcards generally the older the better. Pre World War One is better than one than two, and the more obscure the community, the better as well, because a lot of those got thrown out, and there's not any images yeah. of how these old towns used to look. Um, you're listening to Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. We are live and our phone lines are open. If you have an item you think might have some special value, our number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. If you're out of town, it's completely toll-free. You can call us at one 866 We'll be right back. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Southworks Antiques, one of Canada's best antique malls, just got better by moving to a better location. Across the Grand River in Cambridge at 73 Water Street proudly stands the new Southworks Antiques. 25,000 square feet of antiques and nostalgia with an intriguing history for sale by over 100 vendors. Visit southworksantiques.com for directions. Then park free and check it out. It's a new beginning for a lot of old stuff at Southworks Antiques in Cambridge. Open every day of the year. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. We are live in studio. We have two experts who deal with stuff every day of their lives. Paul Kenny and Bogart Kenny. They're two of the stars of Storage Wars Canada and also A&E's Northern Treasures. They're here on the radio to help you identify items around your house or that you own that might have some special, significant, and unknown value. If you have an item that you maybe found in your basement, maybe you've been sitting on it for years, you, uh, had it, you inherited it maybe decades ago, you're curious about its real-time market value, you can call in right now, 416-360-0740. Our next caller is Norma. Norma, how are you? Oh, fine, thank you. I Norma, have, what do you uh, have? I'm sorry? What do you have? I have a glass plate embossed with the head of Queen Victoria in the middle, and all around it are the emblems of England, Scotland, Ireland, and Wales. 1897 or uh, 1887? I... There's usually a date on them. I don't have a 
have it in front of me. It's tucked away somewhere. Okay. I've had it. You sound like you're familiar with this play. Yeah. There's a, well, there's a young, you have a young queen. If she had the crown on, sometimes you have the young queen. And that'll no, be the, okay. no, it's not, not, young it's queen. not a, a picture of the young queen. I okay. saw a picture of this plate in Chatelaine, Magaz- Chatelaine magazine many years ago. Uh, I didn't keep the cut, uh, cutting from the magazine, but I believe it said it was a commemorative plate issued uh, to commemorate, I don't, don't remember year. how many years, She'd been on the throne. Yeah, 1887 was 50 years. 1897 was 60 years. In this case <laughs> here, on um, the 1887 is a little tougher, and they'll go, if it's a glass plate, they'll go for probably about $40 um, because a lot of people uh, collected the royalty. And But there is some resurgence right now with the queen um, getting older and older and people starting to appreciate the royalty again. Um, but the other plate is worth fifty, sixty dollars. Um, the paper, it because it's glass, and people kept it in good shape. Uh, the metal ones last even longer, but in glass, people are going to keep it in a place of reverence. Uh-huh. And so, a lot of them are still in collections. And every house, if someone's a royalty collector, they're going to have something from the commemorating uh, Queen Victoria being in, on the throne for fifty or sixty years. Mm. Her stuff from the forties and fifty, eighteen forties and fifties. Um, sells for a bit more, okay? okay? But by that time... Generally, your rule is if it was sold as a collectible or commemorative yeah. anything, it's generally not worth as much as you would hope. I guess, yeah. Okay. But, but it's probably... still a nice plate. It's still worth some money. Thank you for your phone call. Our next caller is Jim. Jim, how are you? How are you? Pretty good. good. What do you got? I have a wall hanging, and the back of it says, Grenfell Industries... Handmade in Newfoundland and Labrador. Okay, how big is it? It's about three feet by two feet. I've got one of these in my bedroom too, eh? My wife hates it. Oh. Um, <laughs> what are you guys talking about? Was it a sign? Okay, it's a rug. There were, Grenville was a, I think it was a school. There was, I can't remember the exact, if it was religious or educational. And they made these rugs. It'll have the, it says Grenville on it. You've got the little tag on it in the, the corner? It's on the back, correct. They used to be a big one like that. Used to be five, seven, eight hundred dollars. Yeah, uh, is in good shape. Well, yeah. is it or is it faded? The problem with these is if you left it in a place where the sun gets at it, they didn't use really good dyes. Yeah, and they fade a bit. On um, but at the Christie Antique Show, something like that would probably sell between five and eight hundred dollars. What's the subject matter? The subject matter is Arctic terns. Oh, not a scene, but actually the um, the the, um, the the birds. The birds are Arctic terns uh, over the, over the ocean, so one is standing on a wave and two are flying. Maybe on a rock. Okay, on um, Granville, that's the normally scenes, but I would still say five hundred dollars for that because people collect the Granville not as much as they used to, but it still has a place in Canadiana where people want to uh, collect it. Yeah, and I'd be um, I'd be interested in something like that, especially before Christie, because I know I could sell it at Christie. How's that? Good. Okay, I've got a little one, but I've got I actually have one in my bedroom. It's a uh, it's a house and a bridge, and yeah, and you know it's I like it because just got that rustic look. And do you have it in a frame or no frame? No, it's not in the frame. It's just it it's got a rod across the top, and it hangs in a yeah, not yeah. in a sunny area at all. Yeah, you gotta keep it out of the sun. They yeah. do not do well at all. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still reaching for what this thing is. It's like a tapestry. It like, it's a carpet that you hang on the wall. It looks like a carpet you hang on the wall. It's like hand, you know those hand. Um, 
oh, what are they called? You just knocked it out of my mind. Uh, were they just the sewing? <laughs> my apologies. Um, a sampler. Yeah. A sampler out of uh, 1880s, 1870s. So some of those samplers, if you get oh, ones 1850s when they, you know, you have to practice your sewing, they can go for five, six, eight hundred, a thousand, two thousand dollars. You get them back to 1820, they'll go for five and ten thousand dollars, depending on where they came and what subject matter is. But these Grenvilles came out. These are probably 1910, I think, to 1930 area. I'm trying to think of this, and uh, but they're but they're well done. They look nice. It looks like a rug. Okay, Jim, you got something that's uh, fairly valuable, and Paul thinks he can move it quickly for you. We're going to put you on hold. Stay on the line, because Sebastian Hearn will take your information, and maybe you guys can hook up after the show. right or not? Pardon? Yeah, Yeah, sure. I have some more items here. Yep. Yeah, rhyme them off. Okay, one is a a teacup and saucer. Yep. It's Ainsley. Yep. And it's called the Pagoda Style. No, that's part of a set, and they go for about $15. $15, okay. And another thing is a lady's diamond watch, Carlton. Okay, uh, that we have to get appraised. I tell people we do it all the time yep. uh, to protect you and to protect me. Okay. Um, anyone who gives you an appra- uh, who says this is on without having it appraised and doing, going through the diamonds yep. is trying yep. to rob you. Okay. okay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> all right. There, I don't know don't if I can be blunt robbed, on Jim. No, I don't want to be blunt. Lucille. <laughs> no, no, no. It's good. It's good. Protect people. Uh, they're trying to rob you. <laughs> Lucille is our next caller. Lucille, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Pretty good. Lucille, what do you have? I have a china tumbler, not too tall, not too thick, not too fat, but about six inches tall. Yep. And painted on it is what I would call a court jester from long ago in a purple outfit with a mandolin or a guitar or something. The bottom has only the word Germany. Okay. Then under that, 785, and below that, a zero. People collect those, just a jester like that, or um, other uh, it's worth about $35. Okay. Um, and if it was made by, see, sometimes they'll pay more if they're made by a certain uh, artist and it'll be signed. But with just having the Germany on it, that's made between, uh, it'll be between 1920 and 1939 is when that's, oh, it says Germany. It'll be between 1890 and 1920. Okay, and when you say it would be signed, would it be the the artist's whole name or just a little mark? It might be just a little signature saying, but... In that time period, it wouldn't have been. That'd be later, I'm thinking of, okay? okay. I had a little, I wasn't thinking for a second. Your, your piece is between 1890 and 1920. Okay. Thank okay. you very much. You're welcome. Okay. All right, we're going to go to Catherine, Catherine in Aurora. Catherine, are you there? I am. Catherine, what do you have? I have a mantle clock, a Seth, Seth Thomas mantle yep. clock, and it says uh, the model is Eaton, and uh, somebody has written on it, uh, on the piece of paper, 1909. Uh, clocks have come down in value. Um, they don't, because of what it costs, I'm going to say right away, don't fix it. If it's not working, don't fix it yet. Uh, Seth Thomas, and what's that? It's a mantle clock? Yes. Do, sorry, does it work? I missed that yeah. part. Uh, you know what? Right now, it's it's not working. I don't know whether it's work. It just sits here, and I look at it, and I think, okay, i got to find out about this. Yeah, yeah. because, Paul, I've heard you warn many, many people. You're saying about don't get bothered getting it fixed because you can go bankrupt trying to fix these old clocks, finding the right parts and getting the people to do the work, right? So that's why, is that why you're saying don't yes. fix it if it's not working? Yeah. Okay, and I thought so. This is probably the Seth, Seth 
Thomas mantle clock, eight-day wine mantle, selling for one twenty-five, and it can't be that good a deal because it's still there for sale. Wait, one hundred and twenty-five bucks. Yeah, but it might cost you two hundred and fifty to fix it. Well, that doesn't make sense. Well, the, that really Bogart does, just, I don't understand that. There's a little light bulb. He's cluing in, yeah. He's yeah. cluing. <laughs> I could lose out. money on this deal. <laughs> it's like if you have a five thousand, a five hundred dollar car, and you put two thousand into it, you still only have a five hundred dollar car. Um, these Seth Thompson used to go at auction for hundred, two hundred dollars. People just went crazy over them all the time, and then they they just don't have. And every household out of 1940 had a clock in it. And if you were a little bit, had a little bit of money, you got one as a gift, and and they're coming back onto the market now, and they're worth a hundred, two hundred dollars. If they're really nice, I mean, really nice. Here's one with the pillars and everything that you I know used to sell for two hundred dollars, and now it's selling for forty seven dollars. Okay, mm. so do not fix it. My watch, my wrist. Well, it's not like zero. Clock. I mean, that's not the zero. good news. Your old clock is still worth something, just not a ton of money. And it's right twice a day. Don't make it. Don't go for anything bigger than that. Thank you for your phone call. We're going to go to Mavis in Guelph quickly. Mavis, how are you, and what do you have? I have China, okay. uh, uh, Royal Albert, Crown, uh, Crown China, England, and the, I'm looking at a cup. I have a number of cups and saucers and other odd pieces, okay. and the number on the bottom is 7971. Crown is the early Royal Albert, probably made about 1910, 1920 area. Um they don't sell what we're looking. They'll sell for ten, fifteen, twenty dollars, which is good. But they're not. Get, you're not going to get the big money on those as you are on the on the Ainsley or the uh, Paragons. Paragons, yeah. Look yeah. at me. I'm learning the lingo. Yeah, and um, okay. it, but it's you might have other things. But the pair Royal Albert used to be. Um, it's it was it's not your top tier, but it was your second tier and was well distributed in Canada. I can't remember the exact okay. distributor, but it was well okay. distributed here, and. Okay. Thank you. I, I uh, it's very pretty. I don't use it too fragile. They are fragile, but yeah. use them. What I tell people, I said, it's two things. You should be using your antiques, and if you're not going to use, them, if you're planning on keeping them in good shape to hand down to your kids or or grandkids or great grandkids, write a story of what this thing means to you before, while you're still alive, and while you're still. In, in a capacity to remember what happened with the stuff, write the story. Tell them what what you've got and why it's important to you, and maybe why it should be important to them. And that's the only way the history gets to, gets uh, handed down. Is that we have to do this. I went to a house this week, and I was so glad to see half the things in there had little notes inside them saying where they came from, what their value was, what they had to do with the person, what why they cherished them. And this yeah. is part, yeah. I, okay, this teacup getting... was owned by Paul McCartney. I got it at a garage sale in Mississauga last October. Okay. You can't always trust every note, though, right? You can't trust everything. But we we're, again, <laughs> we're going to run out of time. We're there. There. Well, I'm let's get... talk because we've got. So, you guys have some very big, big things happening. First of yeah. all, let's talk about the Fan Expo and t- tell them about the Christie auction again because yeah. they're two huge shows. Yeah, we're going to be Christie is going to be on September 9th, and it is the first sat- two Saturdays from now. And we're going to be giving away whatever half million dollars. We're going to, if you come and say you heard us on Zoomer Radio and you come up, we're going to give you a picture signed by us and $500,000, Zimbabwe dollars. And you will be happy. I guarantee if you come into our booth, you leave with a smile. As long as you're not trying to sell me not something. That's a good way to sell okay. it. Okay. No. <laughs> I probably said that wrong. And the Fan Fest next week, we're going to be there. It's at the convention center. Um, you can ask where we are. Um, I'll give you my number, 
298-8989. If you cannot find me in the show, call me up and I'll tell you where to go. <laughs> I said that wrong too, didn't I? Fair <laughs> enough. You guys have also started a YouTube channel. So yes. uh, for those who aren't familiar, you can just go to YouTube and type in the name of their channel is called For What It's Worth. Yeah. On that page, you can click through all the different videos you guys have, I think like 30, maybe more videos of some of the rarer items that you guys come across. And you spend about a minute or two talking about what they are, why they're valuable, where they were made, all these sorts of things. It's a great channel. So you can go to YouTube and just type into the search window For What It's Worth. And you'll find a, a picture of Paul Kenny's face. We want to say a special thanks to the show's producer, Sebastian Hearn. And guys, any final thoughts? Come and see us at FanFest and come and see us at come and see us at our show at, at our store. See, at 10,341 <laughs> Young Street. Is that, the, is that the, that's a plug, right? Yeah, come and see store. us. You can plug yeah. your own store. <laughs> Thank you for listening, folks. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.